Um, but I do have a passage. This is actually just brand new. Um, I was, we're taking our, uh, I was actually uh, encouraged by you, Pastor, you were talking about you're going through First Samuel. So our connect group started going through First Samuel and we were going over First Samuel 15 last night. But before you turn there, we will be turning there. First Samuel 15. I want to read this passage out of Mark. In my own quiet time, I've been going through Mark. And uh, I want to start in verse 20. So Mark 4, verse 20. Mark 4, verse 20. And it says, And the seed that fell on good soil represents those who hear and accepts God's word and produces a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as had been planted. Okay, so that's Mark 4. Verse 20, now jump over to 1 Samuel 15. I promise you it's going to tie in. 1 Samuel 15, uh, this is a fascinating chapter, uh, really what's happening here. This is, uh, this is really, uh, Saul has been tapped to be king and he has chosen to kind of do his own thing. Uh, his heart is all off and a God in this chapter, he's like, I, I'm ripping the kingdom from you. You are not going to be the king moving forward. Um, and uh, now I'm going to give it to someone. And he, at the end of the chapter, it even says someone is better than you. And I was like, man, that's mean, but that's, that's what was said. So uh, let's start in verse two. I want you to pay attention to this. Okay. Remember Mark chapter four, verse 20. This is what God said to Saul. He says, this is what the Lord of the heavens army has declared. I have decided to settle accounts with the nation of Amalek for opposing Israel when they came from Egypt. Now go and completely destroy the entire Amalekite nation, men, women, children, babies, cattle, sheep, goats, camels, and donkeys. Sounds messed up, right? That, that, that's like, man, that's super intense. But uh, if you go all the way back to Genesis, you'll, you'll see why God really kind of told him to do that. That Melchites have been a thorn in Israel's side for so long. And God is just like, I'm done with this. You wipe them out. This is what he told Saul to do. This is what was spoken. This is really what Saul heard. Saul heard this. Saul, Saul was listening to Samuel the prophet. And I, I just want to ask every single person here on this call is what are you hearing? What are you hearing? Are you hearing uh, God's word or are you hearing the voice of the world? Are you hearing that God is love or are you hearing that God is love sometimes and maybe he's not as loving in this season that he used to be? as it used to be? Are you hearing that you're not good enough? Are you hearing because maybe you lost your job and you just, you're not the man that uh, you thought you were? Are, uh, is that what you are hearing? Because I want you to know that God's word is alive. It has not changed. It has not shifted. It has not gone silent. It is declaring that you are loved, that he does love you, that he does have a plan and purpose for you, that he is working out all things behind the scenes. And we may not get it all the time and we may not understand it, but that is what he is speaking I just want to encourage us. I want us to make sure that our ears are open to hearing that word. 
Because look what happens, look what happens. Let's jump to uh, verse 15, verse 15. So he heard it, now look what he did. This is how he accepted it. It's true that the army, what happened? The army spared the best of the sheep, goats, and cattle, Saul admitted, but they are going to sacrifice them to the Lord your God. We have destroyed everything else. Then Samuel said to Saul, Caete, listen to what the Lord told me last night. This is, this is phenomenal. And this is the way that I, I feel like the enemy gets into our life sometimes. We think that it's good. Listen, listen to what Saul says here. Again, he heard what he was supposed to do. He was supposed to wipe out everything. But what Saul did is he chose to listen to the army. This is what the Bible says. The army decided to keep the best. But you know what else? But God, we're going to sacrifice. We're, we're, we're going to give this stuff to you. That's not what God asked. That's not what he spoke. And this is what the enemy does. He's been doing it since the very beginning in the garden. Whenever he, he t- walks up to Adam and Eve and he says, did God really say that? Look at, look at the fruit. Look how good that fruit looks. That fruit can't be bad. That can't be bad. I just want to encourage you. Make sure that you are accepting what God is saying. Don't accept what the world is saying because the world can put a little twist on it and it may sound good to you, but it is not the fruit that God is trying to produce in our lives right now. And I believe without a doubt that God is trying to do something huge in all of our lives. I can't give you all the details. I don't know all the details, but I know that God knows the details. I know that he is trying to do something. So this, here's practical. Read the word and accept exactly what the word says, as crazy as it may be. The world will come in and say, well, what if we just do it halfway? What if we just kind of go halfway in with God? You know, like this makes a little more sense than us being full Christian, right? Us being fully devoted to God, right? No, this isn't halfway. And although it may sound good to you, it's not being obedient to God. This is what he's looking for is obedience to God. So the second point that I want to make is make sure that you are accepting God's word. You are accepting what he is saying. If there's a difference of just hearing it, you've got to accept it. You've got to get it and allow it to sink into your hearts. What are our pastors saying to you right now? What are they, how are they leading us right now? Are they telling us to build a worldly kingdom? Are they telling us to build a godly kingdom? It's easy to step away and say, well, this seems right to me. All my friends are saying this. The mass is saying this. And I want you to know I'm saying this with as much grace as I possibly can. This is not aimed at anybody. I just want us to make sure that the way that our pastors are leading us, the way that God is leading us, that we are fully accepting it and not playing around with half of it and then taking the other half or another half of what someone else is trying to give us. Because look what happens. Look what happens. This is what it produces. This is what it produces. Let's jump to. uh, Let's go to verse 30. Says, then Saul pleaded again, I know I have sinned, but please at least honor me 
before the elders of my people and before Israel by coming back with me so that I may worship the Lord your God. Let me read this again. This is crazy. Then Saul pleaded again. I know I have sinned, but please at least honor me before the elders of my people and before Israel by coming back with me so that I may worship the Lord. Who's God? Your God. Saul, Saul has gone from anointed to king to his whole entire heart posture is now I care more about what the people are saying. And it's not even my God anymore. It's your God. I don't know how he got there. I don't know what happened. And it scares me because I see how us, how easy it is for the enemy to get into our hearts and whisper these lies of like, hey, let's do what the people are saying. Let's care more about what the world is saying. And I just want you to know what this produces. This produces a, 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 a pride in our hearts that we don't even realize we are saint. This produces a divided kingdom. If you read the passage just a second ago, he grabs Samuel's robe and rips it and Samuel turns around and says, the God has now torn the kingdom of God from you. This produces just an ugliness and a sin that sometimes we don't even see that we are doing in our lives. But it's so simple to get there. It's so easy to hear how the fruit sounds so good and the fruit looks so good and I'll just take one little bite and I'll give the 99% to God, but that one little bitty bite can produce. It can be the difference to where, to where God just rips it all. But not us, church, not us, church, not us. This is not who we are. We are a church that hears the word of God. We are a church that accepts the word of God 100% complete. We are not lukewarm. We are all the way in. And I want you to know that whenever we do this, God is going to produce a fruit in your life, produce a harvest in your life that's 30, 60. His word is pure. His word is alive. His word is a promise in our hearts. He's producing something in our hearts. But God, but let's go ahead. Let's church. Let's go ahead and just give it all to him. Not 99%. Not 99.9%, not some of it. Let's go all the way in with God and watch what he does. Watch what he does. He's doing something in our lives, church. Love you so much. Care so much. I miss all of you so much. Thank you, Pastor Earl, for giving me the opportunity. God bless.